Welcome to the James Exchange, Friday Forward, August 6, 2021. I am your host, Nancy Gill. In today's episode, I cover the Scottsville Town Council's agenda for this coming Monday's work session meeting starting at 7 o'clock, and also a conversation with Betsy Payton about WellAware, a community health initiative with UVA, Central Virginia Health Services, and the Charlottesville Free Clinic. Also, don't forget on Saturday, the farmer's market runs from 9 o'clock to 1 o'clock. And a very special event this Sunday is WellAware's kickoff event and ice cream social from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. As mentioned, the Scottsville Town Council meets on Monday for their monthly work session starting at 7 o'clock. Topics and excerpts are emergency declarations for July severe weather and renewed COVID emergency. There is now substantial spread of COVID in almost every county of Virginia, including the Charlottesville region and around Scottsville. The CDC therefore advises face coverings indoors for everyone. An important decision for the town council is whether to declare a new local emergency and return to remote meetings. Severe thunderstorm emergency is in need of a declaration of local emergency. This actually enables the town to collect federal funds and also hopefully to assist property owners with insurance claims. Next, factory redevelopment progress, floodplain mapping. The town's comprehensive plan and the West Downtown Small Area Plan call for action to improve the readiness of the tire factory site by solving an old problem, an error in the floodplain map. The factory had a levy built in the 1980s at the same time as the downtown levy. But while the town amended the floodplain map to account for the levy's protection and remove the area inside from the FEMA floodplain, the factory owners never did the same. Without benefiting any developer directly, these applications would improve the shovel readiness and value of the tire plant by removing the liability of the floodplain status. Economic Development Planning Center on Rural Innovation CORI, CORI, Center on Rural Innovation, is a consulting and investment group focused on tech entrepreneurship in rural communities. They aim to improve the share of tech jobs in rural areas. This partnership and strategy is something the town could explore. Itinerant business licenses. Council and staff have lately heard several complaints from itinerant business owners, especially food trucks, about the very high rates for their business licenses. The town has licensed several firms at the rate of $50 for a week, but we have only ever issued one $500 annual peddler's license for the old flea market at Irish Road. This tax is old and appears designed to deter traveling business while protecting brick and mortar. VDOT Sidewalk Project Scope and Contract In 2020, VDOT awarded the town $320,000 with an $80,000 match grant requirement. The town delayed the start of the work during the pandemic and considered the overall value of the project. The town has also adopted a small area plan and approved rezoning likely to increase population. During the public hearings, existing residents were concerned about traffic impacts and pedestrian safety. 
sidewalk and crosswalk improvements could be helpful. Note, the town will be responsible for cost overruns. DMV Select Progress. This project has several plans to be completed before the launch on August 16th and grand opening ceremony on the 24th. The Government Services Committee is extremely helpful, as are DMV staff. Those hired are Ms. Latoya Hamlet, serves as a DMV supervisor. The clerks are Ebony Hubbard, Tamara Williams, and Talia Jackson. The team brings DMV work experience, local knowledge, and IT skills, and a generous commitment to public service. Tachi Mid-Atlantic has almost completed their work. Purchasing furniture, hardware, and computers is complete. Today's guest is Betsy Payton. Please listen to our conversation to hear more about WellAware and community health workers. Hi, Betsy. Hi, Nancy. So everybody, this is Betsy Payton, and she is with WellAware. She's going to tell first about herself, and then we will see what WellAware is all about. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to get to talk about WellAware, especially in this community. But about me, I, I'm a community health nurse. I've been a nurse for almost 25 years. I've worked in a lot of different specialties, uh, inpatient psychiatric, school nursing, and for a long time now I've been doing um, community health, especially home visiting and working with the maternal, the maternal childbearing year um, and, and mothers with children up to age seven. But now I am moving into this new role. I've been in this role about four months, and I'm the director of WellAware, which is a, a neighborhood healthcare advocacy program. So you could you could call our workers neighborhood healthcare advocates or community health workers is probably the better known term. So I know that CVHS Central Virginia Health Services and also I believe Blue Ridge Health District, they've been talking about getting community health workers for quite a while. So is this a part of that ongoing discussion? You're right. It, there is a there's there's a, a pretty long history of of talking about community health worker programs in Charlottesville and preparing for them, but they haven't really been executed on a, on a big successful scale. So the Blue Ridge Health District during during the pandemic has brought on community health care workers such as as Willie May Gray at the Yancey School who who are who are doing some special um, special efforts towards COVID. The, the Willie May does a lot more than that. And CVHS is also sort of moving into realizing the great the great work that community health workers do. But my sponsors for for Well Aware, it's a coalition of the primary care practices of UVA, CVHS, and the Charlottesville Free Clinic. So those three are are sort of spearheaded my work. So when you talk about the Charlottesville Free Clinic, mm-hmm. that's specifically for the city. No, it's not actually. They see. They see people basically in the same footprint as the health district. Okay. Um, yeah, and they uh, they operate a, a little differently. I think sometimes their name might be a misnomer. They are really targeting the population of people who make too much for Medicaid but not enough for private insurance. So that that middle ground that that needs you know needs assistance. Mm-hmm. Okay. So CVHS is in Buckingham County. Right. Well, the, the headquarters, but right. they also have Southern Albemarle Family Practice. But when you talk about the footprint mm-hmm. of where Southern Albemarle, Buckingham, right. Fluvanna, 
will be served. Right. Um, I know you're geared like almost like a 10 mile radius around Esmont. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, but the maps show a pretty big footprint in northern Buckingham. That's right. That's right, we do. One thing to emphasize is that we had to start somewhere, and, and we're starting small with, um, with two neighborhoods, one in the city of Charlottesville and one rural, sort of based around Esmont, with one community health worker for each. So we're starting small, but that is roughly the, the footprint, the catchment area, about a 10-mile radius around Esmont, okay. um, and it does dip into mm-hmm. Buckingham and Fluvanna. Yeah, because I know Buckingham is in a different health district. I see. Yeah, so right. I'm really glad that UVA and Central Virginia Health Services got together and really recognized the need of that area. That's right. It's a it's a great partnership, and um, yeah, I think that we can do do great things. I, I think the the areas that we looked at for um, for our pilot projects were areas that have um, high healthcare disparities. Um, low rates of having a primary care provider, high rates of low acuity emergency room visits, high rates of uninsured. and So we think that our program could really do a lot of good here. Well, I think it will too. So just to continue on, we mm-hmm. have coming up on August the 8th, an event here in Scottsville. Do you want to tell us about I would that? love to. I hope everybody will come. Yes, we're going to host a, a launch party for Well Aware and an ice cream social on Sunday, August 8th from four to six at the Scottsville Farmer's Market Pavilion. And we'll present about, about Well Aware, but that's, it, that's just one small piece of it. We'll have gospel singers, free ice cream, other presenters. We'll hear from Nancy and Willie Mae Gray. We'll talk about some of the healthcare issues in this area. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a great time. There'll be a lot of uh, tables there from, from other uh, community agencies, and um, it'll be a good time. I, I hope everybody comes out. Well, I know that here will be there. That's right. And, and, and for those of you who still don't know what here is, it's Health Equity and Access in Rural Regions. And we've been at it for over three years now. So, Yes, and I would like to give um, a, a shout out to here because here, which is started by you and, and, and Peggy, right? Well, well no, right. it no? actually started with Peter Rapp and Jeffrey Plank and myself oh, okay. while I was the mayor. So because I was the mayor, I right. was part of the team. And then we did three um, facilitation sessions with Frank Dukes. Okay. And from that, we built out the steering committee. Peggy came on board Mm -hmm. during the facilitation. Okay. And she and I are the co-chairs. So, but she's so active. Yes, she is. She's a powerhouse. She (laughs) is. Such an advocate for Mm -hmm. everything and everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, the, the, and the two of you together. I mean, it's just a testament to what uh, how you get things done because um, you all really provided the spark that started the conversations to, to, that led to my program. You know, you know better than I do, but my understanding is that that the Here Group approached UVA um, and let them know that that this area needed more medical attention. This program is kind of their response to that. Yeah. So thank then, you. Well, you're welcome because they told us it had to be community driven. Right. Right. So, and that's no more community driven than that. Yeah. yeah so I exactly. think we were. I think we've been successful. You have been so <laughs> successful. Not only that, but you've told me about other things that you've done, like yeah. you know the the sanitation stations during um, during the pandemic. Yeah. So. And we still, I anticipate mm-hmm. an upsurge this fall. So we have enough right. masks 
not as much hand sanitizer, mm -hmm. but plenty of masks to continue handing out to people. That's so great. Yeah, it looks like them. we might have another uptick, on, yeah. unfortunately, but <clears throat> we're we're all diligently working on, on getting everyone else vaccinated. And um, yeah, yeah, you guys have done great work. And really, you know, things like the vaccination program, this is the sort of thing that community health workers are great at because they have shared experiences with the people that they're working with. For example, our community health worker um, for this area will be someone who lives in this area, and that's a requirement. Um, we'll have someone who's respected and lives in this region, and we'll train them to be a community health worker. And the idea is that they'll be more relatable to their neighbors than um, you know someone with a white, ja white jacket in a clinic right. and, um, and have really more influence. Um, is what we've learned by looking at other community health worker programs. Yeah, do you think, as far as the vaccination mm -hmm. goes, that people are more comfortable in rural areas actually talking to their physician or their pharmacist? I think so. I mean, looking at West Virginia, who were um, enormously successful, what they had going for them is that they had community health in place beforehand. So a lot of people in small towns had a relationship with a provider, with their pharmacist, they had trusted people. And, and you look at other, other communities, other neighborhoods, and there aren't so many of those connections. So we want to promote those kind of connections. That's, uh, and I think we will. I think between well aware and here, and other health providers in the area, we're off right. to a good start yes. in making things better for That's everybody. Right. That's right. And some of the things that the community health care workers will do are, you know, they're really going to look at each family situation and see what is the barrier? What is stopping this family from getting good health care? Not just getting health care, but getting good health care they trust. So it might be transportation. We can give people rides and, um, or else we're going to help them find transportation too you know, the food bank, the doctor, the pharmacy, any kind of healthcare needs. Maybe it's that someone was rude to them at a clinic. So let's find another one and we'll go with you to the doctor and we'll keep looking until you find someone you trust. Um, maybe it's the clinic hours don't work with your work schedule. We will help you find a, a clinic that has, you know, weekend or evening hours or, or whatever you need. So it's going to be a very individualized, tailored program to, to overcome health disparities. What are you hearing about mental health needs coming out of the pandemic? They're, they're high. There's been, there's been so much need with, with all the isolation, adding to um, you know, mental health. We already had high rates of, of mental illness. And um, because, of, because of stigma and maybe lack of resources, a lot of untreated mental illness, um, people who would benefit from a referral to, um, to a specialist or even to talk therapy or a, a group, um, so that's one of the things we're, we're looking at, and you know, mental health is part of all is part of total health. Um, it's all linked together, and and we're looking at the whole person, and and even the whole community. So looking at the whole person, mental health is is just of equal importance to um, you know someone who has migraines, as far as we're concerned. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I know that there's an issue right now, which is outside of the scope of our conversation, mm -hmm. but. There's legislation coming down from the state where our police officers will have to stay with wow. patients that they take to the hospital. Wow. So, and, and that takes away from small departments in small towns yeah. because we have three policemen. Wow. And if the yeah, one on that duty doesn't sound workable. Yeah, yeah. is sitting at UVA mm -hmm. for up, upwards of 15, 20 time. hours yeah. right. and 
the town is paying for that. Yeah. So that sounds, yeah, that sounds like kind of a mismatch of, of resources and needs. And, um, you know, we do, we do want, we do want police everywhere to, to know how to interact with people who are in a mental health crisis. Um, I'm not sure about the need for them to stay in the emergency room, but it's actually required until the person has found a bed. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to be more of a future podcast series for me. So. <laughs> it sounds like it needs to be. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anything else you'd like to share? Um, well, I'd love people to come to the event, as I mentioned. Um, I, I, one, th- one more plug I'll make. Um, I mentioned how we're going to work sort of on an individual level to help individuals and families have access to better health care. But we also want to look at it you know, on a policy level when we can and on a community level. And that's one of the reasons we really want to engage with, with the community out here, find out what does the community want? What would they like our services to look like? And what would look like success mm-hmm. to the neighborhood, to the community? Um, so that it's not us just using our own measurements of success. We really want this to be community-driven. Community yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for stopping by today. I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Always good to talk to you. <laughs> you too. Take care. You too. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend.